Uh, now, welcome to the show, Professor Tim Bale, D Deputy Director at the, the UK in Changing Europe. Welcome to the show, Professor. Hello. Uh, now, what UK in Changing Europe have been constantly do doing is updating um, the impact of uh, No Deal, for example. Mm. Uh, we're hearing that Boris Johnson, and again, Priti Patel was out doing the television interviews this morning, saying that the government is focusing on getting a deal. Uh, when you saw the yellow hammer uh, documents which were finally released did that uh, make the predictions that you had already made did it change them at all no, I mean, I, I don't think so, partly because obviously um, the No Deal report that we prepared actually uh, had taken into account some of the leaks yes. <laughs> of Yellow Hammer that uh, uh, had already happened. Uh, so actually it wasn't a big surprise to anyone who'd been paying attention to the, to the media, to be honest, um, what the government came out with last week and what they were forced to come out with last week, I should say. And a lot has been said whether the uh, Yellow Hammer documents, the heading specifically of that document had been altered mm. or not uh, quite a few people especially the the times journalists who had the leak said that it was a base case scenario when it was released to the public it was changed to a sort of a worst case scenario have we got to the bottom of this is it a base case is, is it what was is likely to happen uh, I'm not sure we have got to the bottom of it. Um, the, the government have defended the, the, the change in wording. Um, I'm not even sure I quite understand their defence. <laughs> I think uh, I think it has to be said that you know this is somewhere between what's likely to happen and somewhere uh, you know and, and and what could happen in the in the worst case. So. I don't think we should assume that all of the predictions, as it were, will come true. Uh, but on the other hand, I don't think we should assume that uh, they won't. So uh, I think it's somewhere between the two. I know that's a, a rather sort of convoluted and complex answer, but I, I think that's where we are. But the government keeps saying that, yes, those are the sort of the, the forecasts of what may happen. But they keep trying to say to us that, don't forget, we have been taking necessary steps to avoid um, these things coming to pass. Have you and have UK in a changing Europe seen any evidence of measures being put in place to avoid the worst predictions of Yellowhammer? Well, what we've certainly seen is the government committing resources to this, both in terms of manpower and in terms of money. It's less easy to see exactly what they are being expended upon, if you like, other than in particular... Uh, attempts to make things easier uh, to channel crossings but but whether actually you know uh, uh, any money can actually solve that bottleneck i think is a big issue um, uh, you know, governments are always fond of saying you can't just chuck money at the problem and I think this might be one of them um, you know, if you've only got, um, as it were a, a limited uh, channel, literally, through which things can pass, it, it's actually quite difficult within, you know, the space of a few months to suddenly widen that channel and make things easier Now, uh, have you also done, uh, looked into what possible uh, deals uh Mr. Johnson is able to come back with. We know tomorrow he's going to be meeting with Jean-Claude Juncker in Luxembourg. We are being assured by every member of the cabinet that um, the current plan is to come back with the deal. And to be fair, Boris Johnson does have the right to use this time available to him before uh, Parliament reconvenes to come up with some sort of deal that will pass Parliament. Does a deal like that exist in your view? Well, I mean, uh, people are now talking about a deal which uh, moves the... Uh 
situation in Ireland from uh, a backstop that covers the entire UK uh, to a situation in which only the island of Ireland uh, will be kept within the parameters um, that so many Eurosceptics uh, object to uh, on the customs union and the single market. In other words, uh, as some people put it, drawing the, the border down the Irish Sea rather than drawing the border uh, between the Republic of Ireland uh, and, and Northern Ireland. And that would, on the face of it, actually mean um, that, that a deal could be done. I mean, there would be some you know, arguments around the edges of exactly what that meant and what was covered. Um, but it is, if you like, a, 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 some kind of uh, makings of a solution. Um, albeit maybe not the kind of magic bullet that everybody imagines. So, so there is a possibility there, but, and this is a big but, it would have to pass uh, through Parliament, even if Boris Johnson were to persuade the EU that it was workable. And there is some doubt, of course, given the parliamentary arithmetic, as to whether that would happen. I mean, a lot is to be said about the oncoming general election and whether that will change mm. uh, the parliamentary uh, arithmetic, which of course brings up the debate whether or not a second referendum is preferable to a general election. Uh, but in, in your view, uh, Professor, do you think that, uh, and I appreciate that perhaps it's, I'm putting you in a situation where you, you're having to make conjecture, but do you think the public has really understood uh, the effects or, 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 or of no deal itself because there's a lot of noise coming mm. around. Do you think mm. that the public has also understood that no deal is not an end state? Uh, it, right. it, it, it's very, very different to yeah. uh, it all. Because a lot of people are saying, well, we want, to, we want to get it over and done with so the noise stops. But actually, mm. am I right in thinking that no deal is a guarantee that the noise will continue? <laughs> well, um, whatever happens, deal or no deal, the noise will continue because we will have to negotiate a future relationship with the EU. This is only, as many people have called it, the, the divorce settlement, if yeah. you like. Um, so um, w whatever happens, uh, we'll be in this negotiation for three, four, five, who knows, even even ten years. But I think you make a very good point um, about you know public understanding. Uh, I think surveys do suggest that, that many people think that, you know, once we leave, then that's it. But, of course, that does forget that, you know, there will then be this long period of, of negotiation. Um, as for whether people underestimate, you know, the, the difficulties and the damage that might be done by No Deal, um, that really depends on their stance on Brexit generally. So we've got a situation in which Remainers uh, are totally convinced that, you know, there will be some very, very serious consequences uh, but leavers tend to play down those consequences and tend to dismiss them if you like as project fear now not all leavers think like that and and not all remainers um, you know uh, are of the the obverse opinion but it, it's pretty clear that the polarization that we see in public opinion also applies to their views of, of the consequences of no deal Professor, thank you ever so much for your time. Uh, that's Professor Tim Bale. He's a, a deputy director uh, in the UK in a changing Europe. I do uh, recommend that you visit their websites. They've got constantly updated documents about the effects of No Deal. They're impartial. Uh, they 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 don't fall under any side. Uh, they're very transparent as to who pays for them. They're just putting out the papers as they see them uh, and uh, don't particularly advocate for remaining or leaving. So if you're interested in facts, I would definitely uh, have a look.